0: Morning, everybody. Today, Bezvat Hashem will be learning Daf Yud Gimel in Masaches Chagiga, which means we're towards the beginning of Perik Ain Dorshin. Put my foot in my mouth last night, guys. Some would argue my foot spends more time in my mouth than in my shoe. I um, have a friend, good old friend, Rabbi Moshe Gordon. I grew up in Merrick, Long Island with this guy. And he was a Rebbe in OJ. I was his Meshiv uh, for a year, my first year in Israel, 2003. And we lived there. Uh, that's what I was doing. And then later on, he kind of took the best Rabbein in OJ, I guess you could say. I mean, something like that. Shai Greenwald and Yeshai Kenningsburg and started his own yeshiva, Yeshari Lev, in, uh, in Telstones. First of all, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Susevsky is a tzaddik because Moshe Gordon says he'll call him, he was the, he was the Rashiva of OJ. You would think after, the I, I don't know what you would call it The spin-off yeshiva That they wouldn't be on great talking terms He calls him, makes sure he's doing okay You know, says, you know Reminisces about the old days he's, he's, that, He is an unbelievable transcendent tzaddik I, it, It's worth it just for the stories Because we're doing Mice and Markava, But I'll tell you how I put my foot in my mouth Anyways, uh, and Rabbi Sasevsky, by the way I used to travel back and forth a lot One time I wake up And he's standing over me, Rabbi Sasevsky I said, what's going on? He found some, some book about Navi. He was very into Navi. And he saw and he had a and he had an idea and a vart. So he stood over me and waited for me to wake up on the airplane to tell me this vart. This is the kind of tzaddik Eres Sasevsky is. Anyways, so I asked my shoes as Rebeyim, what's going on? Because, you know, you ever grow up and there's somebody you look up to and you say, and you aspire to be like them. So he definitely inspired me to. to uh, to be more like him, be firm back in the days. And Merrick, anyways, and I ended up in Baltimore. We were laughing about how I ended up in Baltimore, largely because of him, because I ended up going to Neri Sural for a summer, because he did that. And he said, his Rebbe, was, you know, since the loss of Rebbe Moshe Shapiro's atzal, the great Baal machshava, you know, it's been tough. He goes to Vasher, Weiss, Shlita. And we're talking, we're talking, and I said, and he asked me how I'm doing. I said, well, we're, well, we're learning um, with Mice and Markova, so I'm just kind of like, you know, reading it through, Peshat shot Anyway, turns out, because you know, Rabbi Moshe Shapiro has a famous uh, shear that he used to give an Erev Shabbos, like a very, very intense Machshavah shear. So, I don't know how long, maybe the last dozen years, all he was doing, is Parakein Dorshin. <laughs> so I was, I was like, kind of you know, you know what I mean? Meaning where I sort of leave off is where he doesn't even begin. That's like the olive base of where he begins. So it does bear repeating that, uh, so here I was talking to Meish, I was like, yeah, it's just Meish and Markava. don't worry about it. And he had been studying it intensely for a dozen years with Rabbi Moshe Shapiro. So there is what to say. There are people who live in this, uh, Olamazeh, who study this stuff. You just. You happen to have the misfortune of not learning with one of them right now. But uh but, Hashem, uh, one of these days, will be a to understand all the nigla and the nister. I mean, to me, nister is nister for a reason, right? I don't know, uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Herschel Schechter, Rabbi Shalita, used to say, those who know don't say, and those who say don't know. Is that right? In other people who advertise themselves as Balei nister don't usually uh, necessarily. You know, that, that's usually a red flag that they don't know what's going on and they're making it up. But that certainly would not have been said of Moshe Shapiro's itself. Um, that's a different level. Besides the fact that he didn't publicize it, right, you have to f- go find him. All right. So 11 lines up from the bottom, you had bays Just to give you a perspective of how much we're not learning uh, um, that's beneath the surface here. Let's talk about the, not beneath the surface, but above in the heavens. Minol the We're talking about the Machon. How do we know the Machon? I think the Machon was the uh, sixth heaven. So we're about to get to the seventh heaven. But first, how do we know that the Machon, that which they call the arsenal in the art scroll, is called the heaven? So, That's the Pasuk Emelachim Aleph. Good. Okay, here we go. Seventh heaven. Reish Lakish says, Arovos. That's the seventh heaven is called the plains, the fruit and plains. That is what is in the seventh heaven righteousness, justice, charity. Beautiful. Ginzei Chaim, Ginzei Shalom, Ginzei Bracha, you have treasures of life and peace and blessing. Nishmasan shal sadikim that's where the souls of the are. Ruchos and Shamas li baros, and all the spirits and souls of people that are destined to be created. Not to be confused with that movie, Lahavdil, I forgot, there's a Disney movie about this, about the place of the souls. I think it's called Soul. Anyway. Um... Anyway, so uh, it looks like it sounds like a good place. Tzedek mishpat tzedikim the whole thing. V'tal she'asid she'asid hakadosh baruch hu la'chias b'meisim, and the dew that he's going to use, hakadosh baruch is going to use to res- to do tchias b'meisim. Tzedek mishpat. Oh, so how do we know that this is what's in seventh heaven? So tzedek mishpat d'chsev tzedek mishpat machon kisecha. That's pasuk So we see, right, that both justice and righteousness or at the foundation of the throne, is as we've already discussed and as we've seen, right, where the seventh heaven stops is where the throne of Hashem begins. As we'll see, that's a very large chair uh, that, that Hashem sits on, Kavayachol. And so its base is at the top, and so that's where Tzedek Mishpat is, so therefore that's at seventh heaven. Tzedakah, how do we know? Kishirayan. That's That's in Isaiah. He's wearing charity like armor. So, again, the fact that Hashem's wearing it, this is referring to Hashem, it means that it's in the seventh heaven. Really, it might mean that it's above, because he's sitting on top of the chair that's on top of the seventh heaven. But we're going to leave that for Moshe Gordon to understand. Ginzei Chaim, the Dichstiv, this is going to be in Tehillim. He Imcha Makor Chaim. The source of life is with you. Again, if it's with Hashem, it means it's at, at the least at the seventh heaven. Okay, Um and then begins <reusionbellion> <inaudible> a shalom. The chesiv vikar lo Hashem shalom. Hashem is shalom. Begins a bracha. The chetiv yisa bracha mees Hashem that that he's going to receive a bracha from Hashem. Nishmashon shel sadikim. The souls of the righteous. The ha'isa nefesh adoni tzururah b'tzurachayim es Hashem lakecha. Okay. Um, so again, Yitzhak Bracha, it's with Hashem, and the Shamasat Sadikim is Surah as we say, this is the Aleph, that the souls are sort of bound up. That's what Surah means the souls are bound up with the Surah Chaim, the bond of life, and all of that is with Hashem. So again, anything that's going to be associated as being clothed by Hashem, bound up with Hashem, with Hashem. All of those things are at the very least at seventh heaven. So that's what's out. there. and um, Isaiah Right? I will. I, when the spirit wraps, it's like he's wrapping his spirit with a talis. Uh, so that is, and the shamos, right? Are and and there he made the souls, but they're all. It's like he's wrapped with them, and therefore they are in seventh heaven. The talis, I love it. It means that Hashem is lavishing us with Right, generous rain And um, He established it firmly So, lavish I guess that means that He's, he's with you that He's lavishing it means with, that it's with Him Okay, Geshem Nedovos is a tal that is that is um, that is reserved for the tzaddikim. This is actually a pasuk in Tehillim as well. Now, Sham Ofanim Rafim Malach uh, So we say also that is where the in what we call right the um, the Arvos right in the plains on the seventh heaven are also where are the Ofanim V'Chayos Hakodesh. Those who say Kadosh, 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 all the ministry angels, that's where they are as well. The HaKavod, and that's where the Chisei HaKavod is. Right? Right? Hashem is resting on them. How do we know? So again, you have the seventh heaven, and now we're saying that the Kadosh Hu is resting on top of that. Right? How do we know? Because this is the sulu Right? Which means. Uh, you should, Sulu in this context means you should praise him. Who rides on what? She'er le'ochev be'aravos be'kar Right, So he is riding, so to speak, Hashem is, on top of these aravos. He's riding, he's on a chair, he's on top of the aravos. We know in the Ikri Shema, I mean, how do we know the aravos are called heaven anyway? And again, all of these, whatever levels, are parts, are are, are, are layers of Sh'mayim. How do we know? because This Pasuk in Tehillim, where it says Rechiva and associates it with Aravos, actually also associates it with the fact that it's Shemaim, because it says The aforementioned Pasuk in Tehillim is associating the Aravos as where he rides, where Kadesh Baruch Hu rides Okay? and there is another context where it says this is actually in the Chumash where Hashem is rochev on the heavens okay right this is in Sefer Devarim that Hashem is riding on the heavens what to help you so if he's riding in the Shemaim and he's riding on the Erovos that means that the Erovos are in the Shemaim and concluding with the seventh heavens Reish Lakish concludes Hashem is Surrounded by the choshech, the darkness, and the cloud, and the thick uh, and the thick cloud, which is called an arfel. choshech Right, uh, he made choshech the place where he is nistar, and around him his sukkah. Wow, and therefore we see that he is surrounded like a sukkah surrounds us. This is echoes of the Anonim HaKavad, right? We talk about the Anonim and Choshech V'Arafel and the experience of Maimon Har Sinai that we recently recalled, and then you talk about Sukkah, which we recently recalled before that, and you put it all together, and you have some sort of presence of a Baruch Hu, whatever that means, manifestation of a Baruch Hu, like an enveloping cloud, okay? Do we usually make it to there, shall we, using a Pesach that's not... So, Barry wants to point out, we're using a Pasuk, uh, we're doing G'zei shava but not both P'sukim are from the Torah. One is from, right, one is from the the Tehillim, and one is from the Chumash. So the answer, I would think, is this even a G'zei shava Meaning, what we're doing is, we're actually um, defining the word. So, if the word, so when you're defining a word, do you need to use a pasuk from the Khumish? Why would you need to do that? In other words, if he's saying, Sulu Rocheba Aravos, so that's a concept in, in the Navi, you would think that that's enough. In other words, the fact that he's writing in the Aravos, and in a different context, we see him writing around in the Shamayim, so, uh, so I would have thought that that's enough as a define as a definition. Uh, it's a good question, but, um, but uh, that is, I, I would have to uh, look into that. Do we have other examples where we use a zerashava lehalacha? That seems like it's always seems to almost always be psukim, as far as we recall, uh, psukim from the chumash. But for the sake of, the sake of agada in definition, I think we have seen um, a lot a lot of these um, comparisons to psukim and Navi. Okay. I'll, I'll see if we can fine-tune the answer to that. Thank you for that, Barry. Okay, so Because we said right. So now the Gemara is going to ask Well, can there be any darkness in heaven? That's an interesting question. Why wouldn't there be Vaxiv? Because there's a postage in Daniel, it says, Right, it's Daniel. So you're going to see some Aramaic in here. He reveals the deep and the mysterious, right? Gilui Amukim. He's revealing that which is deep. ma Ma'abachashokhan. He knows what's in the darkness. Unnehora imeshrei. But light, Nehora, light, is with him. Which is to say, like, we associate a Baruch and Sadiqim and all that is good in Torah with light. So why is there darkness if it's the Kisei HaKavod and it's all, where all that is holy is? So why is there any darkness? It should be all light as per the Pasuk and Daniels. This is the Gemara, Lo Kasha. Ha, we finally arrive at Gimel Amit Aleph, Bevasei Gavai, the inner chambers is where I would, and Ha Bar Barai, I would say the inner chambers is where the light is and then outside it's concealed with dark. So, you know, for us, this is Nistar, right? All of this, we're we're doing it now, right? We're learning that which is inherently light and truth and Ms and Nistar, but it's it's concealed with darkness that we don't see. That's sort of what that's what's, uh, how it's described in uh, heaven as well. Okay, the Gemara continues. For Amar top line and Gimel Ralph, Amar Vachaber Yaakov Hadish Rosha Chayos. Yeah, by the way, on top of the heads of the Chayos. There's another level of heaven. Right? If you have Chazon Yechazkel, it says there was a likeness of some sort of uh, heaven on top of the Chaya, and it looked like the color of Kerach the frightful ice. Okay. Now, um, yeah. So the Gemara is going to say it like this. Okay. So we just talked about Maeser Rashis, Maeser markava says the Gemara right. it was ironic this is what I was pointing at to Mosh Gordon last night I said you know it's funny the Mishnah says don't learn it because it's esoteric and then we learn it so he was trying to explain to me that what we're learning is the Aleph base it's not even learning it we're not even scratching the surface that's kind of, kind of what the Gemara is saying now it says up until now that you can learn but don't go any further than this fascinating What's the Sefer Ben Sirah? Sefer Ben Sirah could be like a spin-off, like mini-series. Um, it's 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 got a cool story of its own. Um, it never made it into Tanakh, but they and by the way, the original uh, he the Hebrew version was lost, and a lot of what is quoted in the name of Ben Sirah um, is not actually we don't see it in the in the copy that we that we got but it's a book of of proverbs. it's a collection of proverbs the article has a cool description over here where it says they did they have been rediscovering it in bits and pieces and the version that we have in what's called the apocrypha is based on greek translation of the original and who translated it his grandson who was living in egypt whoa so anyways um should you read it? Should you not read it? That we have to wait till Masecha Sanhedrin to discuss the Sefer Ben Sirah at length. But be that as it may, uh, this, which is now quoted by Gamar in the name of Sefer Ben Sirah, is something which really resonates with me as follows, which is, bimuflamim al-Tidrosh al which is to say, if it's removed from you, then don't bother delving. If it's covered from you, You shouldn't probe. That which Hashem authorized you, right? We say that the Torah is a morasha. It should be enough, right? You got nigleh. That you should contemplate. Now, it's interesting. It's not saying just surface study. It's not saying don't ask questions. It's just saying, right, you have to study that which you can understand. And don't try to probe things that are intentionally nister. Stop doing that. <laughs> so it's an interesting quote of the Bain Sirah here, that that's the reason. That that which is hidden should stay hidden. Here too, the art scroll, I thought, has an unbelievable, uh, note. What does the art scroll do? It basically quotes the Rambam's attitude towards this in Mor which is to say, uh, in, in a couple of sentences, Marnabuchim says like this, uh, an analogy. Trying to figure out nistaros, wasting your time, or worse, in trying to figure out nistaros is like trying to look at something microscopic with your naked eye. You spend all your life lo- looking for this microscopic thing. Guess what? you can ruin your eyesight such that you won't even be able to perceive properly and see that which is supposed to be seen by the human eye. And Mm. that's the analogy of the moronavuchim, which is if you're trying to look too much into those things which were not meant for you to be looking at, so then those things which were meant for you to be looking at will become distorted. And certainly we don't want to do that. And we have our hands full with Nikla, don't we, Andrew? So here we go. Tana. Okay. So now we explained, we went all the way from the lowest heaven to the seventh heaven. Okay. Now we're going to talk a little bit about distance from the Earth, and you're going to see how far this goes, whatever that means. Tanya, Amari Yochanan Nezakai, Machuva Hashivas Bas Kolos of Russia. Who's those of Russia? Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar said, Bishosha Amar Ele al of Adamel So, like all of the right, there's a passage in Isaiah. All of the um, the the uh, great rebellions uh, between human beings, Keneged Hashem. And the big rebels of history, they all thought that they were going to somehow defeat Hashem, only to find themselves cut down to size. So here he says, What am I gonna do? The Pasuk says, I'm gonna say I'm gonna to go to the top of the clouds, and I'm gonna be higher. I am God, right? That's what all of these human beings thought. So Yatzabaskovel, so the Baskel says to him, Russia ben Russia, Ben Nimrod Russia, right? You're like the spiritual grandchild of Nimrod-Russia appropriately named because he was a moraid, right? Did you ever think of that? Nimrod, right? He was a rebel. Right? He tried to cause the whole world to rebel, right? Because that, that was his thing. And, and, and what do we say to people like this? Human beings who think that they're challenging God and they're so great that they're as great as God. We say, listen, listen, buddy. How long do you expect to live? Shivim Shana you live 70 years, 80 years. I'm going to use the term light years, right? Because it's, because it, we have that term these days. The amount of time it takes to travel, light to travel a year. It doesn't necessarily, here it says, a journey. But let's, let's call it light years for effect. So, from the earth until the first heaven is, let's say, a 500 light year journey. Right. The thickness of heaven itself is a five hundred light year journey. Right. Between each heaven is another layer of five hundred light years. Right. You you get the point. Right. It would take him uh, a gajillion lifetime times just to get to the first layer of heaven, and he thinks he's at the at the chair. Look at how much space there is between before you even get to the chair right There's five hundred light years at every heaven, five hundred light years between each heaven, Lamala and Chaiuskodeish, and then the chayos, what are they doing? The Chaios Akodesh are holding up the chair, right it's a very cool chair. it's got the animals on the bottom, and not just that, what is the size of these animals?. so take all of these five hundred light years of each heaven plus uh, each um, space between them, so you you're, you're at like. 500 times 14, I guess, ish. Uh, um, so so some, some, some crazy number. Uh, you're like at 12,000 light years away. And that's when you get to the, what? The, the first feet of the Chayas HaKodesh. Right? And then the feet themselves are equivalent to all of those put together, those 12,000 light years. And then Kulam. And then the ankles are also equivalent to all of them, and then shokei Kulam. And then you get the Shoke here in this case is apparently like the calf area of the legs. And then kulam. that's the middle part of the legs. And then Yaqhayas is the upper part, the thigh of the legs, Kenegat Kulam. And then Gufe Kulam, that's their torso. Savarakhais Kenegat Kulam, that's the next uh Andrew, I lost count a long time ago, but it's a, a gajillion light years away. Kenegat Kulam, the heads all of them. Karne hachayas kulam, the horns, again, again, equivalent to all the heavens. So each section of the chayas, the is as, right, as tall, as high as all of the heavens put together. And then it's only on top of every section of the chayas, lamalamein kiseh On that rests the chair, but not only that. That is not all. Oh no, that is not all. On top is the kiseh hachavod and the chair itself has the ragle kisa kavur keneged kulam, right the legs are kneeged all of the heavens, and kisa kabur kaneged kulam the throne itself, and then finally Mel Kel Khaiva Kayam Rambanisa and he is, whatever that means, Kaviakul, sitting on top of all that. Fatah Marta Lea Bamasa, really? Really, Nebuchadnezzar? You're gonna you're that's where you are? That's where you're holding? Ach el sha'ol, you're going to say that I'm going to sit on top of that chair? Ach el Sha'ol Turad, el Guess what? Not only, right, as it always happens, not only are you not going to be high, but you're going to hell. To the bottom of the pit, and that is the, that's, and, and that's the fitting, the kadegad right? He thinks he's up on high, uh, and he's really, he's down, he's down below. Okay. All right, so you got to do, you got to handle these, um, these arrogant people harshly, Andrew. Hashem has no time for that. No, uh, right? The ragleishchina are by these arrogance. Okay, two dots, five lines up from the middle lines. So we just said you are not supposed to learn ma'isim um, merkava at all. So let's qualify that. Aval mostri Ah, that is the name of the sefer. There, at Moshe Shapiro. That's all put out a big, giant, fat sefer called Roshe Prokim. Um, so that is something that maybe we should take a look at. Uh, when we, when we do this again, or when we, right, when we finish and we say Hadron Alach, we'll see if we could read Perak, right, Ain Dorshan with Roshay Prakim. That is, um, a reference to chap, that you can learn sort of like the, I don't know, the bold print, um, of Maisim Merkava. So let's see, Amr Abzahir. And most from Roshay Prakim bezin But even that, this becomes actually a big machlokas in the Rishonim and the Poskim. Even Roshe Prakim, who's teaching that? The Hamonam? I don't think so. Uh, Rabbi Zayra is saying, it has to be the Av bekirbo. It means, that's an interesting Loshon, a person who's worried. Libo Doig Bekirbo. Only the worrying type, the uptight type. What does this mean? In other words, you can't be a casual person who's just reading it uh, for fun on vacation, right? you got to take it seriously if you're going to do it. Otherwise, you're you're sure to mess it up and to misunderstand it. Okay. which is to say, not, not u'lchol mi right? The Zerub, Zerub makes it sound like either you're a serious guy or you're an Avbezdin. The Ike Amri is saying, no, you have to be both. That's what Rashi is saying. ba'inon. You need to be both serious and an Avbezdin, right? If you're an Avbezdin and you're very serious, like Moshe Shapiro's that's all, then you can write a safer Rashi prokim Otherwise, uh, you're only going to, uh, cause trouble. Here's the five qualifications to get Nister. Uh, you have to have a posse of at least 50 people that you're in charge of. Uh, means you're respected. That's number two. So Yoits, you have to be an advisor. you have to be wise. Now, Yoetz, advisor, Chacham Charashim, teacher of the wise. Charashim is wise. And Nivon Lachash is comprehender of Lachash's whisper of mysteries. Okay. Andrew, I'm going to have to recuse myself from the Sisrei Torah. Don't know if I have any of these. If you can get 50 guys to come to Shir, maybe I'll have one of these and we can learn something. <laughs> okay. For Amar Ami, Ein Moser in Torah, Okay, so this is another interesting halacha, right? Rabbi is pointing out, how we, it's interesting in terms of how far it goes. You're not supposed to teach Torah to avoid Kahavim. kachavim. You might recall that from Tehillim. We say that all the time. And yeah, so there's a whole question here about Evid Kinani, what is, uh, does it, to what extent does he have to be in order of kachavim, what you can and cannot teach. Big halachic discourse uh, in terms of, you know, how far this goes. Somebody at work asks you, why aren't you shaving? <laughs> can you get into talking about the three weeks or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. You know, how much Torah can you and can you not teach uh, to Ovedi Kachavim? Mm-hmm. What is an Ovedi Kachavim? What is Torah in that context? That's a, it's a definitely, that's already nigla. That's a, that's an interesting uh, point of, of discussion. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Amora, Amoraim, who didn't want to learn my I'm going to Lezer. Ta agmarach So Rabbi Lazar was known or assumed to have to have some knowledge of maisem rikava. So Rabbi Yochanan, the great right uh, gadol in Eretz Yisrael, wanted to learn a little maisem rikava. Wait, I I misread mis- uh, that. Ta agmarcha means come, I'll teach you. Haha. Rabbi Lazar was reluctant to learn it. Rabbi Yochanan was the great gadol in Eretz Yisrael. He knew maisem rikava. He was going to go teach Rabbi Lazar, pass it along. Uh, as we'll see, he was towards the end of his life and, you know, you wanted to teach the deepest of the deep to to Rabbi Laza. So, so Rebbe says, I am not old enough. I'm not ready. Okay, I'm not mature enough. I'm not, I'm not, um, right. I, he didn't feel that he had uh, the five attributes that you, uh, the aforementioned ap- attributes that you need, even though not, it doesn't mention old age. But teacher of wise, captain of 50, in, in, he wasn't ready. Kitzer, right? Okay. So Kikash, Ruben was in fact, he did become mature enough in whatever capacity he was waiting to mature in order to learn this star, nach naf de As is often the case, right? It's hard to transmit these things because they're so deep, they, they sometimes get buried with the, right, with the person who knows them, right? With, this is, this is uh, when Rav Moshe Shapiro Zatzal passed away. He left a void. Who, who was replacing Rav Moshe Shapiro, right in, the, in this in, the, in this area of Machshava? So, anyways, so Rav Yochanan passed away. And Rabbi Asi, so then, Rav said to Rabbi Elazar, Tavag Merkava." So, <laughs> Rav Yochanan had not asked Rabiyasi. He had asked Rev Right. Re, he had asked I'm sorry. Rabbi Lazar had not asked Rav uh, He had asked Rabbi Yochanan. But once Rabbi Yochanan died, so Rabbi came to. Um Raballazar and said, I'll teach you Maysumerkava. Some So Lai so Lazar said to him, "Izachai, if I would have been Zercha to learn Maesimarkava, Gumir to Mi Rabiochan Rabcha, I would have learned it from Yerebi. In other words, right? In other words, Ribbasi sounds like Rabasi was going, let's in the, in our analogy, right, Rabbiochan is Ramosh Shapiro of his generation, of Mahshava. And Rabasi was one of the guys who went to the Friday shear. So Rabasi is telling one of the other and but Rabbiochan had thought Right? The Rebbe Lazar was worthy of hearing it. Rebbe said, I'll teach you. I went to Shear. I could tell you the whole thing. So Rebbe Lazar he felt he needed to, A, be worthy, and B, hear it from the Rebbe, from the horse's mouth himself. Right? These Nishtaros are, you have to handle with care, delicately. So he was not, uh, he was reluctant to learn it from anybody other than Rebbe Yochanan. Okay. Rebbe Yosef of Gmir Mai, and Markov. Another story. So Rabbi Yosef actually knew Meisamerkava. He was all over it. Save de Pppedisa have a ton of And the elders of Pppedisa, they knew So Amr relay. So the elders of Pppedisa said to Rabbi Yosef, "Ligemol on like let's barter. I'll teach you Meisabrachius, you teach us Markava." So um Lahu, "I'm willing Meisabrachius. Let's do this. You teach me Meisabrachius, I'll teach you Meisamerkava." Busadagmaron. So Good. They taught him Maisa Barashas. And then Amr Lehi, Legimur Mairam Merkava. Let's complete the transaction. Now we've taught you Maisa you teach us so, t'anina Tachas Merkava. Bait and switch. He said, I learned a Bryce about Maisa Merkava. This is uh, Pasuk and Shir we often uh, refer to uh, on, on Shavuos because it says milk and honey should be under your tongue. That the Torah should be sweet to you like milk and honey under your tongue. Well, what Yosef um, what was emphasizing was under your tongue. You got to keep it under wraps, man. You got to keep it hidden, right? He used it literally, so to speak, which is to say, I don't know how you could justify doing this. It sounded like they agreed and they made a deal. And after he got his end of the bargain and learned Maisa Merkava, he was reluctant to teach them uh, he learned my, my, my Bereshis from them, and then he was reluctant to teach them Ma'aseh Merkava. Okay, Another another story, a different source uh, to say that you shouldn't teach Ma'aseh Merkava. Kvasim Livushcha. Let the lambs. The pasuk Let the lambs be your clothing. Dvarim Shem Kivshono. Olam Yutachas L'vushcha. We already said the Kivshan. It's the mystery you should keep it, you tachas levushcha, keep it literally on the wraps, right? You should keep it on the down low. i So the elders of Pompadisa said to Rabbi Yosef, Tanin ad, biyomer elai ben adam. If I was the elders of Pumpadisa, which I clearly am not, Barry, I would have said, hey man, we had a deal. But they did not say that. They said, well at least, let me tell you something. We've learned some of my until until the yomer Elay ben Adam, Adam. Okay, let's let's orient ourselves here. is in is in the beginning of Yechazkel. You learn the beginning of Yechazkel, and you got the Markava all there. All the psukim are from there. So what the elder, what the elders of Pumbedisa were saying, were that we've learned until the second parak, basically, right? But Yomer Eli Ben Adam is the first pasuk of the second parak of Yechazkel. So Lohus, if Yosef answered to them, hey, hain hey, good." <laughs> So then you know Ma'isim Kava. The Ma'isim Markava stuff is really the last two psukim of the first parak is where it's all at. That's where all the action is. Oh, fine. So then he's telling them. Oh, so then you know Ma'isim Rakava, You don't need me, okay? But we say Maseve. There's a brisa that says maybe that's not where Ma'isim Kava is found. Adecha Ma'isim Rakhava. And to what point? Sefer Cheskel is Adva Era Bastro. Until the last place where it says Vaera, which is. Again, it's the penultimate Pesach in that chapter of, of the first, first parak. okay? There it is, electricity. Isn't that amazing? The colloquial modern Hebrew term is chashmal. It appears, it appears in Navi. And when it appears in Navi, it's this esoteric thing from Meisah Markova that we don't know what it is. It's so cool that we have this like sort of analogy that we can refer to it as electricity. It's not, or it is. I mean, you know what I mean. It's a spiritual electricity that we call chashmal. Okay, so what's going on here? Uh, which means, if it's up until chashmal, then it's just short. Uh, it's a thir- It's the third word of the puzzle, So we see, like, a lot of depth here. You know, we need we need to we need to read the brashay prokem to understand why ma'aser mikva starts and ends at any point. But anyway, ad va'erin So let's let's explain the brayso here with Rabbi Yosef. It says like this: If until the pasuk adva era you could teach mikan veelach masri na prakim, after that that's where you start teaching rashi prakim or ikadami adva era masri na prakim. Until that point, you can read it rashi prakim mikan veelach imu chacham maven in ilo lo. And after that, right? So now we're trying to figure out at what point you can be hinted at, uh, not at what point you can learn. Um, and so those are two different definitions indeed. Okay. And the Gemara asks that so this word Khashmal, are we even allowed to understand what that means? There was once a story of a kid who was Darshin Bashmal, Vinafka and he was electrocuted. Right? A fire came out and ate him up. Shiny Yanuka. So the Gemara says, Well, of course. He's a kid, the law of Mate Zimne. Obviously, right, he wasn't ready. So, that doesn't mean that we can't darshan it once we're ready, right? Because again, according to the Ikhade Amri, we're talking about, um, even once you're ready, can you get into it? So, Amr of Yudah, Baram Zachoroso Aish Latov. The truth is, we have to remember, what's going on here? Well, there's the Book of Yechazkel. This is, let's change, shift gears. Book of Yechazkel was almost entirely restricted. So he says, we have to remember that uh, uh, somebody favorably. Who is Zachar Latov? His name was Khanani Ben Chizkyo. Why do we have to remember him? Well, uh, you might know him as the original author of Megillus Tynus, right? The first halachic work written down uh, for public consumption after, the, uh, a- after they closed up the shop for the Tanakh. Okay, we've already sp- spoke about Megillus Tynus. Anyway, when we learned Mesechus Tynus. So, ben So he also saved uh, the Sefer Cheskel. How so? Well, ilmalehu nigna Sefer Cheskel. They were concealed it. Shoyu dwarf Torah, because you, it's, it's very difficult. You read it; it's all esoteric. Some of the stuff seems like it's being soicer Off you know open psukim in the Torah. Okay, uh, like for example, we see it says in Yecheskel that a nevela or trefa. The Kohanim can't eat, which means which which sounds like, right, what? That what? That that Israelim can't eat Naval and Trefa? You have to sort it all out. You have to sort it all out. Of course that's not true. It's also to eat Naval and Trefa. So how are you gonna reconcile it? Well, that's what he did. That's what ben Belchke reconciled. Me'asa, what did he do? Garbe He brought up 300 barrels of oil, which is to say. Right, he brought up all the Snickers bars, the Khalvisal Snickers bars, and the Garbe Shemin, and he really hunkered down, the Yashubeli Darsho, in the attic, and he sat there, pulled like 300 consecutive all-nighters, and started Darshaning, and being meyashiv, Sefer Cheskel, with the Torah. Okay, and thus saved Sefer Cheskel. Tunner Abanam. Cheskel, once there was a kid reading Sefer Cheskel, but mayvin Bechashmal, he was trying to understand the word Chashmal, but Sarafto. he got electrocuted. You know what? This is tragic. They said, we, we gotta put this book away. It's, it's too dangerous. He said, listen, he was playing with fire. So we're gonna say, you're never gonna light a fire and, and heat up a pot because kids playing with fire can be burnt up? Of course not. You just have to make sure that the fire is in the right hands. But that doesn't mean we have to do away with Sefer Cheskel. So now, that finally, the Gemara in the bottom of Yigimel Moralph is going to ask, "My hashmal." So I'm Rabbi Yehuda. What is hashmal? As we turn to gimal Beis, chayos eish memalos. It's an amalgamation of the words. As Rashi says, "Eishot diburan." They are speaking memalos. Those chayos are speaking fire, and that's what hashmal is. The Gemara says in the Bryce it says, "Itim khashos, itim memalolos. Sometimes they're silent, these animals. Sometimes they speak. <coughs> Uh, an interesting um, sort of visual, an audio visual, I should say, that they're always kind of mumbling and talking, but when Hashem speaks, they fall silent. Interesting. V'chayos. This is this uh, is let's let's since we mentioned Sefer Yecheskel, let's expound some sukim in Yecheskel. What does this mean? The highest again. This is Chazon Yecheskel. This is. Right? This is sort of like the visions that he had. So what do they mean? So the Chayas are running back and forth, and they look like a bazak. So my ratso Vashov, this is again in the first paragraph of Yichaskel. What does it mean they're running? That looks like a flame that that emerges from the opening of a lime furnace. It like dashes out and then retreats. My Kamara bazak. What's this bazak? So that is like uh, when you make shards of earthenware utensils, the flame dances in a certain way and that is how you see the chayos, the sort of like kinetic energy dancing around. Okay? Let's go back to the very beginning of Sefer Cheskel. For, fourth pasuk in the entire Sefer says this follows. Look, there's going to be a stormy wind coming from the north. Where's the north? Bavel. Anan gadol veishmis mislakachas. Right? Everything here has hidden meaning. You have a great cloud, flashing fire, but no gelos Brilliance all around it. And in the midst is what? Like the color of Hashmal in the midst of fire. We modern Hebrew uh, aficionados know that the and by the way, Bezek is the phone company. That's besides the point. This is Buzak. But, anyways, we have all, it's amazing how much modern Hebrew, like Harsha uh, Shechter Shlita always says, the you know, like Ben Yehuda. And Ben Gurion, they were pi Korsim. Like, you know, we, we always talk about how, you know, secular they were. Meanwhile, they knew Tanakh, Sifra, Sifri. Like, they, they knew all these terms by heart, and we get these modern Hebrew terms that come from Yechaskil. Anyway, Laichan Azal. So, where did the stormy wind go from Babel? Like this, that it was going to conquer the entire world and make a king. Why? Says the Gemara, why are we going to these great lengths? Right, anytime anybody gains power and you get a superpower, that's all Yad Hashem. But why is Hashem doing so? Says the Gemara, fascinating. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna destroy the base of Mikdash, you better be a superpower. Otherwise, it's embarrassing to Klal Israel. Like you know, the mayor of Delaware or whatever. You know what I mean the governor of delaware isn't going to take over the base of make that would be that would be embarrassing you're going to take what the um, you're going to, it has to be a superpower first and then it is at least worthy of deliver, of of delivering right because it, it's all out of cover for Klal Yisrael. amar karish barhu what karish Hu is <laughs> saying mi de you know i had to he's like complaining so to speak right i had to uh, be an assistant to these of the pasilim, right? These these of the Garmuli. Right, the Klai sinned, and therefore it caused me to have to uplift these nudniks uh, in order to conquer the base of Yeah, I would have much rather kept them where they belonged, right in the in lowly place. Says I saw the Chayas, continuing in in Yecheskel. And I see an ofan was on the earth with these chayas. What is this? There's a, one angel. He stands on the ground. He's sort of like in charge. He's, he's, he's in charge of the chayas. And similarly, the Bricer describes this a little further. We know his name. Sandalfon. He's the angel. We already talked about this. He is the tallest in the class by 500 light years. He stands behind the merkava And he weaves crowns for what? Lakono? Kono is his maker. Who's his maker? Kodesh Says, Hu. what what's going on here? Any? Is it possible that he's weaving the crown? Baruch Hashem The glory of Hashem is blessed from his place. Michaladim komor. Leika. The other lay. It's an interesting thing. He is blessed from his place. That means that we don't know where his actual place is, right? The, the implication is that we bless him not in his place because his place is, in fact, concealed. So the Gemara is explaining, the Amar Shame Ataga. Yeah. Sandalfon um, doesn't really know where the place is. He says the Shame, the holy name that's on the crown, Ataga, on the crown, the Azul V'Yosef Bereshe. And then it goes on its own and then sits on, on his head. The, uh, the Harry Potter analogy would be like Akio crown for those of you who I don't know how you pronounce Akio but you know what I mean you, 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 you say an incantation and then it flies over to your head if you want to be able to visualize this okay now uh, Isaiah here we go so now oh, that I was going to say this whole first parak of Yechezkel which is in great detail all of this right psychedelic stuff you look at the sixth parak of Isaiah and you see it in short form the base, you get the basic idea. I'm a rabbi. Kol Shirayah Yeah, right. Yishaya saw the same thing. Lema Yecheskel Domeh. What is Yecheskel compared to? Leven Kfar Shiras Hamelach. Lema Yishar Domeh. Leven Isn't that fascinating? So Yecheskel is in greater, greater length, in greater detail. Why? Because he was like from Silver Spring. And is like from Baltimore, right? So Yishai, to him, he's going a seven mile like twice a week. It's no big deal. Uh, somebody from Silver Spring comes like, oh, there's a herring aisle and there's a takeout aisle and they start describing it in great detail. That's Le'Havdel, like Yecheskel, describing Meismer Merkava. He's more of like a, like a Kfar boy. So to him, it's like a massive psychedelic uh, sensory overload. So he's describing it in greater detail for that reason. Amar Yishlokesh, my ashir al-Hashem kigoh Right, what does the meme say the Shira Lashem Kigaoga? This is by the way in Shirashayam, right? That's in Az Yashir. Shira Lamim is game. I'm going to sing a song to he who exalts stuff on the exalted ones. This is already describing what? The the seat of a Karashbarku, the Merkava. The it, it's comprised of what? The king of the beast, which is the lion. The king of the livestock, which is the ox. The king of the birds, which is the eagle. And of course, the human being, which rules over all, 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 all of them. And then a Karash is sitting on all of it. So tomorrow we'll resume with the Tupsukim of Yechazkel and the different faces that are in my are We're about three-quarters of the way down, you give them a moment. Base.